music, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Pudgy, man. We're doing this another Sunday, January 29, 2012, the last year that we will be on planet Earth. That's what I'm hearing. That's the word on the street. So I hope y'all know that. It's the last year we're going to be alive. So it's the last January 29th. We're going to broadcast. You know you know what it is, man. KRP Radio Show. Keeping it real with Pudgy. The number one black conservative show. Southeastern United States, baby. We, we're doing it pretty big, man. Over 225,000 listeners, baby. That's what we do. And that's how we do it. Shout out to everybody out there. You are B-I-G in my book for listening to the show. All the Twitters, all the Facebooks, all the hip-hop conservatives, all the all the blogs. Man, it's crazy. We got a lot of following out there. A lot of people are really interested in what we have to say. And, uh, you know, pe- people are very opinionated. So we get a, a, a slew of email from folks saying that, uh, you know, possibly we have no clue. <laughs> about what we're talking about, but that's cool. You know, we rock with that, whatever. You know, we don't we don't have a clue about what we're talking about or uh, we're imposing our religious belief. That, that's my favorite one, by the way. Uh, Pudgy, you're imposing your religious beliefs on everyone, on all of us, and we just don't like it. You know, screw you, man. I, I don't care what you don't like. If you, if you don't like the fact that I love Jesus Christ, you can hit the bricks. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. I don't care. You know, it is what it is. So that's what we stand for, man. Those are the principles that we represent, you know. And, uh, you know, that's just what it is. You know, if you don't like it, like I say, you know, send me an email, complain about it, go on the blog, tell your friends that I'm a terrorist or whatever, you know, all that other stuff you say. I, I don't know. Who knows what people say, right? Who knows what people think? But at the end of the day, we don't care. It is what it is. So I just got to give a shout-out to all my people out there in Hampton and Newport News, baby. Newport News, Hampton, VA. Shout-out to all you guys out there, Virginia Union, Virginia – no, I'm sorry. Not Virginia Union, uh, Virginia Commonwealth. I think that's right. I can't read too good right now, but I think I need glasses, man. Am, am I getting that old to the point where I can't even uh, – I, I know I can barely hear because I keep my mic. Like these headphones, I got them wide open, and – uh I can barely hear anymore. I don't I don't know what's going on. And every time I'm talking to someone, I got to ask them to repeat. So, you know, when you're having a conversation with me, I'm forever saying, huh? Huh? Say that again. Can you run that by me again? I hate that about myself. So I know other people hate that when I'm talking to them. I know they hate it. But, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, Virginia Commonwealth, shout out to all you guys out there, man. We got your email. You guys are riders for us out there. We got some UNC love. Got to give some shout outs and some love to all my people out there in UNC. Finally, I guess somebody heard me say the other week because we got some Duke love and folks know that I'm a UNC fan, but uh, you know, we got some Duke love a couple times on the show, but uh, no UNC love. So this is the first time we get some love from the folks from the United, uh, <laughs> United, Jesus, University of Chapel Hill. So shout out to all my UNC Tar Hills out there. Got a nice win over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. And, uh, you know, shout out to all you people out there. You guys are B.I.G. in my book, and I will be back to talk to you guys real soon. I know you're not. I know Chapel Hill's not going to let us show another, another DVD. And uh, <laughs> since we showed our pro-life DVD, they definitely wasn't feeling that. But you know you know what the good part about all that is? A lot of people were really interested in, in, in more information about the pro-life movement. They, they wanted to hear more. They wanted to hear more of the stats. They couldn't believe that. You know, uh, in in some states or in one state, New York in particular, where they aborted more kids than were born, so they couldn't. A lot of people couldn't believe that in a, in a black community, excuse me. And uh, you know, folks found that uh, 
amazing, I guess. So they wanted to know more. They wanted to hear more. They wanted to hear more about where abortion came from and how it originated and this, that, and the third. I'm not going to get on that today because I feel one way, and that's just me. You know, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, like I said, shout out to my people out there in UNC Chapel Hill, man, and everybody else who listen to the show because you guys continue to make us relevant. You continue to make us the number one black conservative hip-hop. I got to throw the hip-hop in there. The hip-hop is like an after, but you continue to make us the number one black conservative radio show online in the eastern, southeastern United States, and I really appreciate that with over well over 220,000, somewhere, somewhere actually between 230 and 250,000 listeners out there. And let me tell you, I appreciate that. Over 1.2 million contributors, people who have clicked on the site or responded in some sort in, in one of our media uh, sites out there who have interacted with the show, and I really appreciate that. I love the statistics that we get. I don't check them uh, enough. You know, I blame that partially on my real life. You know, this radio show is life, but it's not what goes on every day. It's not what pays the bills every day. As a matter of fact, I spend more money on this show than we take in. But, you know, whatever. And, uh, um, you know, this is not the real life. This is not what goes on every day. Hold on, I'll take that back. It goes on every day in my life, but there are more important things that goes on every day in my life, like my wife and my kids and my 9 to 5 and my employees and paying my bills. You know, that's that's the stuff that really matter every day. And uh, I, I wish more people would pay attention to the everyday aspects of their life because I know I get on this a lot, but, like, when you look at Facebook, and and I, I finally just saw the movie uh, Social Media, I guess that's what it's called, or I, the story of Facebook, whatever, whatever it's called. I, I finally, finally, I saw it, and um, it's amazing that it's amazing how like people really apply Facebook as their everyday life. Like if, if you listen, if you, I, I, here's what I challenge you guys to do, right? Check this out. You you're not gonna believe this. I promise you, you're not gonna believe it. But I challenge everybody to spend a day in public places for eight hours. You know, you don't have to stay in the same place. Go to the mall. I mean, do the things that you normally do. But the difference is I want you to listen. I want you to pay attention to the language that you hear, to the things that's going on around you instead of – because, you know, normally when we go to the store, we're focused. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get our food or we're going to get a shirt or some shorts or some pants or, you know, some socks. Who knows what you need from the store? But when we go to the store, we may, we're mainly focused on, one, what the items that we're going to get, two, the things that just catch our eye that's for sale, three, how long the line is, and four, how much time we spend in the store. And, uh, you know, and how quick you're going to get out. Where's the longest line? Where's the shortest line? What may have you. But I want everybody to really take a take a just, just take a chance. And, and go in some stores that you normally wouldn't go into and just listen to what's going on around you instead of what's directly affecting you. I want you to pay attention to the language that you hear people use and the things that they're talking about. And it's going to make you raise your eyebrows. You're not going to believe what you hear. And and the reason I even bring that up, because Facebook has become number one in a lot of our lives. Like, for example, I wonder how many people out there Get on that Facebook and say good morning or get on that Facebook in general and make a Facebook post before they would even say good morning to their kids or their spouse. Think about that. How many people get on Facebook before you brush your teeth? How many people get on Facebook before you take a shower in the morning or you wash your face or you comb, you comb and brush your hair? 
I wonder how many people out there actually do that. I, listen, I know the number is probably like astronomical, man. I know the number is crazy. I'm not. I'm. I'm just. I'm a believer that people have invoked. People have included Facebook into uh, a number one priority in their life, and and I think that's pathetic. I, I'm guilty. Listen, I'm guilty. I'm not calling y'all pathetic, but really, I am calling you pathetic. I'm, I'm probably calling myself pathetic too. But I, I think it's pathetic that social media has taken. Uh, number one in our lives, social media has become the main target, the main thing that we view, the thing that we we cherish the most. Like for example, I wouldn't be surprised if if Facebook shut down for a week. Can you imagine what would happen to some people out there, to people who believe that they're relevant because of Facebook? It's funny as hell to me, man. And and I know I owe I owe you a dollar because I cursed and I'm trying to stop. But it's funny to me because. There's so many Facebook celebrities, like I'm, Facebook, Twitter. I don't mean just Facebook alone. I'm talking about the Twitter and the Facebook, all social media together, the WordPress, all the blogs, everything. And, and I know people use this to make a living, but I'm just saying it's, it's pathetic to me that the computer, the computer, now follow me, the computer, whether it's the phone, whether it's your laptop, whatever, but it's amazing that the computer has taken number one priority over a lot of our lives. A lot of our lives have become computer first, uh, job, family, health, hygiene second. It's amazing. You guys know it's real. You can de- you can debate it all you want. Call in and let me know how you feel, man. 619-638-8559. We're going to turn the show a little bit because, you know, we were talking about, I mean, this is going to be one of the topics anyway. You know, the topic of the show is basically open mic, but this is something I wanted to discuss too. And, and one thing that I put out there for, you know, the people that, that's on the Blog Talk, shout out to Blog Talk Radio, man. They let us do some things that a lot of other shows can't do, and they, they really don't say anything about it. Occasionally I get an email, but, you know, anyway, shout out to Blog Talk Radio, man. It's B-I-G in my book over there. Um, if you decide to have your own radio show, folks, if you think that you can do this and, and you know that, I know you can do it. I, I got faith in you, and I support you too. But to all the people out there who feel like, hey, I need something and, and a way to express myself, I need a way to to maybe get my message out there. I feel like I can do my own talk show, whether it's for 10, 15, 30 minutes or what may have you. Blog Talk Radio is the spot. That's where you want to go. Blogtalkradio.com. Blogtalkradio.com. I'm not going to spell it. Jesus. They shouldn't have took spelling out of school. But Blog Talk Radio, log on there, and you can. they'll give you um, – I don't know. I, I think it's a free 15 minutes or free 30 minutes to do your own show. I think they'll give you that. I don't know if it's per week, per day, per month, or whatever. I don't know. Just log on to Blog Talk Radio, start up your own radio show, whatever you got to do, and, and you can do this without paying for anything. You don't have to spend all this stupid money that we're spending and, and you know to bring you guys this show, man, and you guys don't appreciate it, and we're spending all... But anyway... Um, so go to Blog Talk Radio if you feel like you can do this. You feel like you can have your own radio show. And I encourage you guys to do what I did. Reach out to people you know. Reach out to other stations. And maybe they have some slots open. And they'll broadcast at minimum one hour of your show like they do for me. Shout out to WMMG in L.A., D.C., 530 through 1600 a.m. on your radio dial. Um, every Wednesday night we broadcast and live on those on those stations. And sometimes you get an hour. Sometimes you get two or three. But, uh, you know, I, I encourage you guys to do the same thing, man. Go to Blog Talk Radio. Reach out. 
do what you do, set your show up, take a couple pictures, throw one on there, and, uh, you know, do the same thing you do on your social media. Talk about things that are important to you. And you'll be surprised because a lot of those things are important to other folks, too. And uh, I think you can do it. If I can do it, I know you guys can do it. But let me tell you, it's not easy. Anyway, um, after the break, man, this is, you know, it's quarter after. We got to go to a break. And uh, the very first thing we're going to do is we're going to bring Charlotte, who is a contributor to the KRP radio show. And she's going to bring you guys nothing but frugal information. She's going to let you guys know how to save a couple dollars. She's going to tell you about her website. She's going to tell you about things that she's found through the week or ways that'll help you save money and ways that'll help you find deals and this, that, and the third. This is what she do. We got to go to commercial for one minute. We're going to come back with CharlotteFitzJudgingYourBudget.com. Also, folks, also, we got a celebrity in the house. Celebrity alert. We need to... I see, I need some sound effects, man. But anyway, celebrity alert, man. Sonny is in the house at Sonny Johnson on Twitter. Check her out, man. We got a celebrity movie star, enthusiast, you name it, she is it. And she'll be in co-hosting the show with me tonight. And you know, we're both very opinionated. And who knows what's going to happen when we get on the show together. Got to go to commercial in one minute. You're listening to the number one black conservative radio show, Southeastern United States, baby. The KIRP radio show. Let's get it. On Twitter, at symbol KIRP radio show. On Facebook, facebook.com backslash KIRP radio show. And you can find us on iTunes, baby. iTunes podcast, KIRP radio show. We'll be right back after the break. One minute. Rock with me. If money talks, I got my masters in communication But I don't run it, I run it for a hundred Ever since I wasn't young and been hungry, it's called bunion You've been so fixed to plumbing, I'm a beast in the game, you run it And if this ain't what you call hip-hop, it must be bungee jumping East side on my arm, three stripes on my sneakers And even if they slip us, they better be Adidas Remember this number 9.8 That's not the time on the shot clock For the seconds left in the game It's not the number of times I will light you up Nah, 9.8 isn't any of that It's ounces And that makes this the lightest ever I know that ah, that's that noise you make after we just drunk something cold and something good. That, ah, why why do we do that anyway? Anyway, I'm eating chips and dip. And I got a little bit of juice in here. Can't give you the name of what it is because they don't help pay no bills around here. If you don't pay no bills around here, you don't live here. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the KIRP Radio Show, baby. You rocking with the number one black conservative radio show, Southeastern United States. And right now, 
we're going to bring you the frugal report from my girl and your very own, the one that we love, the most, Charlotte, from StrappingYourBudget.com. Charlotte, welcome. Yay. What's up? Can't hear you, Charlotte. Quiet. I hear music. Oh. How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> Hope you are. Oh, I'm kind of tired tonight, but I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you know that was a that was a a, a very uh, convincing hum too. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, I liked your still on Facebook. That was that was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about that some more because uh, I'm curious to know. How folks feel about that, John? Put that on the Facebook. Oh, I can't. He can't hear me right now because you on. But I'll type to him. Charlotte, what you got for us tonight, man? I hope you. First of all, I'm sorry that was rude. How was your week? It was good. It went by pretty quick, so that's always nice. Yeah, it goes by How quick. How was your week? It goes like well, it, it goes by quick, and Monday comes back around <laughs> real fast. <laughs> I know we're here again. <laughs> yeah, the the good part is that we're here on the show and that we're alive and we ain't pushing up no flowers. But uh, the bad part is it's time to go to work tomorrow, man. I gotta go back to work, man. I know, boo. I'm complaining. <laughs> I'm complaining, and and so many people are out of a job right now. I and know. I you know, be, to be honest, my husband's out of work, and I complain all the time. And I feel so guilty. But it's, like, hard not to make sure the one's working. The nerve of Pudgy. I know somebody out there saying the nerve of Pudgy complaining that he got a job. I know. Republicans. Not even. Bad news. They don't even know. (laughs) Charles, what you got for us today, man? I know you got some good information for the people. I do. Well, I was going to do a continuation from last week. So those of you that were listening, um... It was for grocery um, store ripoffs, so yeah. <laughs> I'm going to continue that. I have well, some interesting stuff for you. I know people want to hear about that, so I'm going to let you have the floor and let you do your thing. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you again for having me. Um, I only have – I'm going to give you just two tonight, but I have a lot to say about those two things, so that's why I only limited myself. But, um, you know, I can like, I like to talk and – Ramble, but that's okay. So, um, you know, one of the things that um, Pudgy, you and I have talked about before, but is organic foods. So a lot of people ask me, um, you know, if they can get a good deal on organic foods and eating better and whole foods and that kind of thing. And so we've talked about how to save money by couponing and um, shopping for organic foods. But there's one, um, you know, common misconception that I kind of wanted to put out there with organic items. Uh, so a lot of times, um, and this happens more than you would think, but an item can be labeled organic, but it doesn't, just because it's labeled organic does not mean that it has to be FDA approved. So a lot of times the label on the package will say organic, you know, I put that in quotation marks, but it does not mean that it meets all the standards for FDA approval. Um, so they are not required to have these standards met before they label all the packages. So um, I would just, you know, buyer beware of what items that you actually are spending your money on. A lot of people are loading up on organic items because they think they're better for them, and they're spending a lot of money out of pocket. Now, I'm all for organic. I um 
you know, we've given our kids organic milk from, like, day one. That's just, like, the one thing that I spend money on. But um, know what to spend all that money on and what you don't really need to do. Um, so there's certain items that I would say save your money and just buy the standard um, produce, vegetable type things. So those items are going to be things like bananas, avocados, onions, garlic, oranges, basically anything that you have to peel um, before you eat it. You, like, don't eat the peel or whatever. Um, that would be an item that I would say save your money and don't buy organic. Um, the reason is is that um, studies have shown that when you buy these items and you peel them anyways, the, the um, likelihood of having a high amount of pesticides on the food that you're actually eating is very low. Um, even when it's grown the, you know, way that it is and all these hot houses and that kind of thing. So um, those items I would say don't spend your money on. Um, items that I would say maybe invest a little bit in if you are concerned about things like that, um, that are things that you're going to eat, like lettuce, um, items that you might eat the peel on, like apples, um, you know, plums, things like that. Anything that you would eat with the peel or that, like lettuce, doesn't, you know, you don't peel. Because those items um, are going to have a higher content of pesticides and that kind of thing. So, and a lot of times with, um, you know, things like pastas and stuff that you're trying to buy organic, you're going to cook those items and boil. So anything that was on them, is basically going to be cooked out. So I would say don't waste your money on pastas, um, things that are boxed that you're going to actually cook. Um, you know, I would say to steer clear of that because, you know, you're going to cook out the bad stuff. So um, that's my still in organic. So that's just another way for you to save some money. Um, just look at what you really are buying and make sure that what you're spending your high-dollar, um, you know, amount on are things that are a necessity, not just because it's labeled that and this whole hype about organic is out there and we feel like we need to do it. So don't jump on the bandwagon just because everybody's saying it. Just, you know, make sure you're making smart, responsible decisions with your spending. So um, my number two item that I wanted to talk about as far as being a rip-off on grocery stores, and this is something that, I had heard before, but I've just done some more research on, and I find it very interesting, so I thought that you all might as well. Um, but it's something called um, meat plumping or chicken plumping, um, and some of you might have heard of this, people that are really into food and that kind of thing, but a lot, if not all, of the grocery stores are now doing this. So um, when you're at the meat section, the meat counter, and you're looking at chicken, you need to check and see if it says it's injected with the solution. Um, they claim that it's to enhance the chicken. And that's wrong. <laughs> Basically, what is happening, what meat plumping is, and I found this on Wikipedia, so those of you that like to have references, um, but it's chickens are being infused with up to 15% of a solution. The solution is... Um, water and sodium, basically salt water. So you're paying for chicken that you think is, you know, let's say one pound, and you're actually probably getting about three-fourths of that in chicken. The rest is going to be this water solution. 
So the standard is about 15%, and they can go upwards of 30% of the solution. Um, so you are really getting the raw end of the deal as the consumer. So if you have somewhere that you can buy fresh meat or you can, um, you know, do like Whole Foods, somewhere that, that doesn't do this um, would be key because even though you're paying more at like a natural store, you actually are going to get more meat even though because you're paying for the solution. So to break this down into numbers, because if you're like visual like me, 15% means nothing. Um, you know, let's just say for an example, well, actually on average they show, they've proven that you're paying about a dollar and seventy cents per package for this salt water solution when you buy um, a package of meat. Um, and this is for fresh meat. And um, so if let's just say for an example you buy one pack of chicken every week, and you're paying that extra dollar and seventy cents per package, you would be paying eighty-eight dollars and forty cents a year for salt water. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds crazy. <laughs> I can go to the beach and get salt water, right? So, um, yeah. just that is like a huge way for you to save eighty-eight dollars and forty cents on your chicken. <laughs> so, um, that's just one thing that I just wanted to throw there that I just thought was crazy. So. <laughs> That's basically all I have. I can talk more on that, but you know. Well, you, I think you brought the pain, but I don't want to pay you that much for salt water, man. I, <laughs> well, I mean, a dollar and seventy cents. We all know. Well, I know. Those of you who are learning how to coupon, a dollar and seventy cents can buy me a lot. I can have yeah. a whole grocery cart full of stuff for a dollar and seventy cents. Uh oh, sounds like a challenge. That sounds like a challenge <laughs> right there. We, you know what we need to do? We need to get together. Um, for the websites, for all of our websites, com, Triad Super Savers, and KRP Radio, we need to get together and see what can Charlotte do with $5 so they can see how it goes down. And it goes down, let me tell you. I would love to do that. I, I would be happy to take that challenge on. <laughs> yeah, we need to coordinate that. I, I think that'll be B.I.G. right there because a lot of people um, understand the concept of couponing. I, I think people feel good about couponing. Don't They don't. You know they don't they don't not like it. You know what I mean. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't think folks will take the time to do it. I mean we're 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 such in a convenience phase that people won't even take the time to sit down and actually look through the coupons and see what they what coupons are available. Excuse me for the products that they use. So I don't know. I I think people need to see everyday real life folks do it. Actually, the coolest thing to do would be to get someone who knows nothing about it and then let put them to the task with your help. Yeah, definitely. Because I know you, you can do it. I, I know you can do it. Right. Well, you know, I'm not going to shy away from any <laughs> kind of challenge, so <laughs> I definitely can take that on. That's what we'll do, I man. I think me and you need to do a shopping trip. Uh-oh. You can get it, I'll go, and we'll see. <laughs> see, you know what happens is, like, I don't, my patience, you know what? Forget about my patience. Let's do it. We'll do it. We're going to coordinate that. We'll schedule that. So everybody out there in Radio Land, you guys hear it right now. I'm committed. I'm going to beat Charlotte at couponing. And I know it's not a competition. <laughs> I'm going to beat her at couponing with $5. Let me show you how to get it down. Let me show you how to get down. We're going to do this. Yeah. I got to practice now. Yeah. All so, right. So y'all call in and tell us who's going to win. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely want to hear that, too. So you got any shout-outs? None today. Not really. <laughs> you Okay. By now, you know better. 
have. You haven't been asking me for the last few weeks. I thought I was in the clear. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. I See, I try to give you a long time so you can have your shout-out list ready. Because, like, last time you forgot two of your friends that you were with, that you were sitting across the table. I'm never going to live this down, am I? <laughs> oh, no. I never let you forget that. No. Shout out to my husband because he's been yeah. watching my kids for me. Shout out to Ben. He's my biggest fan, so I have to give him props every week, right? Ben is B-I-G, <laughs> man. Shout out to Ben. He's B-I-G in my book. Definitely B-I-double-G in your book. And uh, he's a good guy, man. What can I say? So, all right, shout out to Charlotte. <laughs> shout out to Ben. Charlotte, let the folks know where they can hear your broadcast, and they can also, I'm sorry, where they can get the replay, because I see you posted on your page, and uh, let them know where they can find more information about you and what you have to offer for them, because you do it for them. Well, you can listen to the replay on iTunes podcast, KRP Radio Show. <laughs> yeah. um, that's free for anybody to download, even if you don't have Apple, just so you know. And um, you can listen or you can read my blog at stretchingyourbudget.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash stretchingyourbudget. You can also find us on Twitter at symbol stretchyourbudget. That's S-P-R-E-T-C-H-U-R-B-U-D-G-E-T. And we're also on Pinterest now. I don't know if you guys have heard about Pinterest, but it's awesome. Um, Other great ways to save money for, like, DIY projects and that kind of thing, and you can find us on Pinterest.com forward slash stretching your budget. There it is. You guys heard it from me, Charlotte. We appreciate you coming through every week. We love what you do, and we love you for it. Thank you for having me. We'll catch you next week. Sounds good. Bye. All right, one love. So that's Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com, folks. She always comes through. She's B-I-double-G in our book because she always comes on and gives us some good information. Share some good information with the people out there and help you guys save a couple dollars. And uh, I got to go to another commercial. I know you're sick of commercials, but listen, this is life. This is what we live. When we come back, I'm asking the questions to everybody out there that I asked right before the break. And that is, how many people log on to their Facebook before saying good morning to people in their own home or in their workplace? All right. And how many people that have Facebook, Twitter, other social media uh, put it before hygiene, health, work, etc.? I mean, and what I mean by that is do you pick up your your phone before you even brush your teeth, wash your face, whatever? We'll be right back, man. We're going to make it. NFL and United Way are inspiring kids to get healthy and more active. Join the Play 60 movement. Pledge to Play 60 today at liveunited.org. K-I-R-P Radio! Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home?
their home. Oh, cool. Thanks, Mrs. A. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every one hundred ten children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at eight hundred four four two two seven six two. Again, that's eight hundred four four two two seven six two. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. To the KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Pudgy. You know what I do, man. I keep it B I G. And you rocking with the KIRP Radio Show. 619 638 8559. Hit number one if you got a comment. If you don't have a comment, you just you can rock with us. You know, you don't have to you don't have to say anything. We're not gonna bother you. You know, we, we got a bunch of people on here on the screen that, you know, if they're not lit up, that let us know that uh you don't want to rock. So we ain't going to put you on the air. We, we don't do that. See, there's a lot of shows out here that's struggling, and everybody that pops up on the queue, they, they automatically put you on. And I hate that because I, I like to call in the shows and just listen to, or I'm just listening to them on, on my computer or whatever or on my phone, and sometimes I don't want to say anything. You know what I mean? So, you know, I told the producers when we first started the show, listen, don't hit the queue for anybody who don't want to say anything. So if you don't light up, we won't hit you. And half the time, if you got a comment, we don't get you anyway because I talk so much. But uh, it is what it is, man. Right now, I got a special guest for you guys, and I call her sis because you know we just like my sister, man. And I'm not talking about one of them sexing things, like you know I got I got a beef with that too. Let me get let me get on the air, Sonny. What up? What's up, P? Yo, check this out. I got a problem with like all these people. You know, it used to be. Let me just. I got to keep it 100. And I, I know my wife listening. I got to keep it 100 because I. I got a big thing on here in the studio that says go in P. So I'm gonna I'm not gonna hold back no more. It is what it is. They kicked me off the air. They can't kick me off the air, but somebody anyway, you know how I ramble. Um, I remember back in school, you know I'm talking high school, and I didn't spend a lot of time there because I was too busy selling dope. <laughs> but you know, it, back in school there were people, uh, females, who would be like. You know that you speak to on a regular basis, and you know it was no, it was nothing. But you were somehow you would end up being their brother, and I, I was I used to wonder how that went down because I you know I, I never spent a lot of time in school. I was always out. <laughs> that was just, I was just a bad kid for school. I didn't like it, so I was always gone. I wasn't there. I, I came once in a while, and uh, you know I'm wondering how I got so close to these people, to the fact that they would call me brother and they didn't even know me. I just spoke to him a lot, so I ended up being their brother. But then I realized what it was. They wanted me to have sex with him. They wanted me to do it to him, Sonny. 
That's what it was. <laughs> it's Bernie hey, Mac. That's you know, what it was. <laughs> I was. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the KIRP Radio Show. We are live on the air, baby. Super Bowl Sunday, February 5th. And uh, I feel good about this night because I feel like we get the chance to do something that wasn't fairly, wasn't properly done uh, earlier this week. And, And a lot of people in radio land, a lot of people in internet land, on TV, uh, news land, political land, if you will. A lot of people really wanted to hear uh, what Charlotte Bergman had to say, what she had to offer um, this past week. And, and you know, the great thing about uh, when the devil's at play, let me say it, when evil's at play, the great thing about when evil's at play, God always has a plan. And uh, sometimes we don't know his plan. Sometimes we have to go through to get to uh, what I like to call the meat of his plan. And, uh, you know, sometimes we can't explain it. You know, we we just can't. But, you know, just as sure as the sun sets, the sun rises. And uh, today it's about to rise right now for you guys, as I want to introduce to you Charlotte Bergman. We have her on the air right now. Charlotte, can you hear me? I certainly can. And I just want to say I'm honored to be able to talk with you again and to talk with your audience. Well, we certain, we're certainly glad that you could be here, and we're cer- certainly thankful uh, for folks like yourself who are so classy that you can be attacked and extend your hand to shake the attacker's hand. <laughs> Let me tell you, listen, I, the first thing I thought is, what would Jesus do? I didn't want to think about what Pudgy would do. <laughs> I just thought about <laughs> what you did and what Jesus would do, because I would have acted up. <laughs> well, you know, Pudgy, that goes back to when we met in March in Washington. D.C., the Frederick oh, yeah. Douglass Foundation Summit, and you guys surrounded me and laid hands on me, and what mm. happened at that time, I was empowered by the Spirit, mm. the Holy Spirit, that placed a hedge of protection around me. Mm. But as a Republican, you know, we got to get into those neighborhoods. We've yeah. got to get the message out to people. We can't be afraid. And that was my purpose for going there. Wow. If I, you know, you know, the Bible speaks about when when the servant, I think it was using Jesus as an example, he would leave the ninety nine sheep sheep to go after one. Uh-huh. All I wanted was just one person to hear the message, just one person, because it is so important. I, I love this country, I really, really do, and I have a selfish motive in mind. I love my grandchildren also, and I want to oh. leave this place a better place than, uh, you know, I envision where we're heading, especially with the socialism that this president mm. is um, bringing upon our country, and it scares me. It's uh, you know, I, I, I'm glad you said that, too, because, you know, there, a, a lot of people have their ideas about where they think the country is headed, and, and you know, we, we're in the field. We actually hear and we actually talk to a lot of different people from a lot of different areas 
Um, some people are sharing the same or expressing the same views. Some people are expressing the same concerns. And some people are totally off-based. But coming from you, Charlotte, what do you think uh, or where do you think this country is headed if we currently continue to head where we're headed? We're fortunate in that in 2010, we as a people decided to go and vote and vote in more Republicans in the House. Mm -hmm. The job wasn't completed, but what has transpired is this. We were able to slow this destruction down. We were able to slow down the possibility of us, our country uh, just going off a cliff in terms of bankruptcy. And as you notice, it was announced that unemployment now is at 8.3%. Absolutely. Uh, percent. Mm -hmm. But the true number, we're closer to 11.5% because we had um, 1.5 to leave the workforce. But what about that 5 million that were already out there and had lost their jobs? Those right. people don't count it. And those people are still suffering. And mm -hmm. what I tried to get across to that gentleman was that I'm concerned about my community. And I see, I have a dream like Dr. King did, that those people who are receiving EBT cards, welfare checks, unemployment checks, they can be empowered to take advantage of the free market. And I can envision them having driving to work and there's this big building with their names on it and, say, and, and you know, their skills are listed, electrician, plumber, uh, hairdresser. Mm -hmm. These are people that can partake of the American dream instead of depending upon this huge government because I'm, I'm a strong believer that we've got to limit this this government's power over us because mm -hmm. once they give us something, they expect more in, uh, on the other hand, and typically what we're giving up are our moral rights. You know, I, I just, I, I agree with every single inch of everything you just said, and uh, and, and I think we're also, I think we're missing the mark uh, in this country with, well, well, let me just explain it like this. Here, I think we have a, a certain people who are also suffering that everyone totally forgets about. No one really pays attention to these folks. And these are the working class individuals whom have no future, who set no future. Uh, they only work maybe a no. mediocre job. And maybe that's all you can find for a lot of people. That's all they can find. But that, uh, for a, a certain amount of people, that's all they care to find. And I think those people need to be empowered also because that's a number that we're not even taking uh, 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 a toll on, you know. Like we, it happened even, in our house not even paid attention to the folks who are just working a job to get by. What whole? happens when times really get tough, that's and the, the people answer. that have to be and if pushed we can't get into, back to that, if we can't even get back to a cohesion under each roof, where each family is cohesive under one roof, how are we going to heal a community? How are we going to save ourselves if we can't even stand our family? Or we don't even know our family to know if we can stand them or not. So it's intact. So even though they might be living in in the same ghettos that we're living in, they're living as a family unit in those ghettos where we have broken ourselves up, and and we're not we're not having that family unit um, 
so much. But the Hispanics, they, they still have their family unit intact because they weren't brought up under the system of California. And we need to understand political systems and how they work so that we can understand why one group is more um, susceptible than other groups are. Yeah, because they shutting down schools out here and building more prisons. <laughs> yeah. That's the California way, brother. One thing, I, one thing I learned about the time that I spent in Cali, the little apartment that we shared, even though we wasn't there all the time, um, back in the little music industry days, one thing I learned about Cali, it's crazy, crazy segregated. And and it's not by race all the time. You got racial segregation. You got gang affiliation and segregation. You got, well, man, it's, it's I, I never saw a place that was so segregated. So one thing that, 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 that you're fighting against in California is, your own people, you know yep. what I mean. Your own outside of the other races, you know that, and and the other gangs and and the things that they're talking about. But you're fighting your own people, and your own people out in California now is is a lot like what Sonny said. It's a lot like, yo, if they ain't giving me nothing, I ain't trying to hear it. So that's something that you're gonna have to overcome right there alone. That a lot of people not gonna feel you because you're not one of them. They're not, and I'm talking about just the black race now. They're not going to feel you because you're not one of them from, you know, come from that same makeup or that same background and because you ain't got nothing to give them but knowledge. You know what I mean? So you you got a lot to overcome out there, brother. I'm I'm going to, man, I'll look in some contacts and see what I can find for you because, um, and I, I wish you the best, man. And and if you, and like like one of, like I think uh, Sonny just said, if you can find one person and make a difference with that one person and, and you know, just let them know to keep spreading the knowledge and, and help another person. You know, that's a way to start. You know what I mean? Everything doesn't start big. All right. Well, can I can I just interject um, for one second? I I used to live in California. I used to live in San Diego, and I think there one of your biggest assets is going to be your churches because uh, of this gang issue. I yeah. mean, and you have a chance to really make an impact in there with these young men um, because. From what I from what I saw living in California, that gang lifestyle is a way of life because they they come up in it young, you know. Yep. There, there's yeah. no alternative. And what I had suggested, yeah, I went to a gang summit. Went, I, I I went to a gang summit at a church, and I told them this, you know, in California, I don't know people listening on the East Coast might not know, but people's garage there it doesn't have their car. It's like a, a den. They'll <laughs> put a TV in it and they'll put a couch. And my mm-hmm. thing is, if you have a garage, just that's a, a den on a Friday night, open your garage up and let the kids on the block come and watch a movie in your garage. That's what you're doing. Why don't you make it kid-friendly and do that? You know, your next-door neighbor can provide a pack of hot dogs. You can boil hot dogs, and somebody can provide buns, but at least that one night on your block, you knew where these few handful of kids were. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing that they're not having – the kids don't the, – their parents don't have money necessarily to involve them in pop water football. So a lot of the kids during the summer, I thought that they were just on the street or they were just in the house, you know. And so I feel like you're going to have your best resource um, is going to be your churches because I think a lot of them are going to have gang initiatives whether they know what to do or not. You know, if you can just get you and, a, and another young man um, in your, at your community church interested in saying, okay, let's figure out how we can have a gang initiative at our church. You know, you find some ex-gang members who may be willing to help who are fathers um, you might find some kids who are very interested in an alternative. It's just there. They don't have alternatives. And my thing is we, we can't worry about 
the media because uh, Hispanics, you know, um, even the Republican Party, uh, the the Democrat Party has a Hispanic outreach phase. The Republican Party is is going towards that. We can't worry about the media and and whether it takes um, flight in the mainstream media what we're doing. You know, just try to affect um, things at a local level, you know, Mm -hmm. first. And hopefully the movement will grow. But if if you can save one or two kids, you know, if you can improve on um, the skills of one or two fathers, you know, that's something. You know, and 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 every little bit shrinks shrink that statistic of fatherlessness um, in black homes. All right, I got involved in the Black Student Union, and they're reaching out to the uh, neighborhood um, teenagers that's going to college, or inspiring them, and or influencing them in order to get to college. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, a lot of times, they listen to what we're saying. And we, we've been speaking about this, like, for a long time and for many years. And uh, it's like the more progress we do on the positive side, even we bring the black youth into a positive lifestyle from the negative lifestyle and the street elements and everything, we, we're still under attack. It's like they don't want us to even do positive things out here. And and, and that's most, most definitely. And what what I would say to you is that, it's not going to happen until there is a national voice, and um, and and you can rest assured that there are there are there there are those of us out there that are fighting to be that voice. We we we've just begun to pick up our mantle. We've just begun to fight, and we're going to be that voice out there that that when you go into the community and you give them that positive message that after you've delivered it, that it can be enforced on a national level because we're out there making sure that our voices are heard. So we're we're in the process of well as well of, like I said, trying to build that, that safety zone where it's not you, it's not only you, that are out that that is out there trying to make the difference. That once you go out there and you um, plant that seed into someone's heart, or that you help that person see that maybe a decision that they were making is wrong. That we are out here working. That on a national scene, there is someone that you could um, that they could look up to and say, okay, that's what it. That's what he meant. That's what I can aspire to, and not even aspire to, but aspire to pass or to be better than. Mm-hmm. So, and the same thing, if you're going to fight, we're we're out here fighting too, and we're going to make sure that everyone that you save, that when it's time and they look up on a national stage, that there is a voice that they can respect and that they can listen to and that they can feel like they're not alone. Right on. Thank you, I'm sorry, bro. I said I, I hope that helps you, man. And you know, like I said, reach out anytime. I will. All right, be blessed. I thank y'all very much for everything y'all said and done. You know, God bless y'all and y'all be in my prayers. Appreciate that. Bro. Thank you. I don't know about that, but I'm going to let Lenny tell you guys what it's all about. Um, this week on the show, well, first, let me go back for a second. And I got a lot of shout-outs to give, and I'll do that throughout the course of the show. But got to give a B.I.G. shout-out to all my listeners and all my supporters from last week and beyond. You guys really hold me down, man. We had a wonderful show with the great Algernon Cash. You know, he came through and dropped some financial 
uh, literacy for us. So, you know, he let us understand what the debt was about, what the debt ceiling was about, and, uh, you know, that we can make it through this. You know, folks, we got to be responsible about how we're going about our money. And, um, you know, I'm all about that, man, education, you know, trying to trying to show the love and not spread the wealth, but trying to teach people how to get their own wealth. You know what I mean? So shout out to everybody who listened to the show last week. We had great feedback, more letters than I could possibly read on the air. I'm getting to that soon. I'm, we're thinking about just taking a YouTube clip and just reading all the letters out, you know, to all the folks out there just to let them know that we appreciate and we will take the time to do that. Um, so shout out to everybody out there who holds us down and who listened to the show on the past weeks. Really appreciate you guys. We are the number one black conservative radio show in the Carolinas, North and South Carolina, and that's a huge feat. That's a major accomplishment. You know, we started just last year in November, and, you know, here we are already. So, you know, this show lets me know that there's there's people out there who's who cares, man. That there's, there's black folk out there who care about what's going on. And, you know, everybody wants to be involved. And, we, you know, we, we care, too. We care about our community, and we care about the Fed, and we care about the local, the state. And, you know, we're trying to do our thing out there, too, man. You know, we're not what some people think we are. But anyway, I'm not going to stretch you guys out much longer, man. Anybody who's just logging on to the show, if you want to call in, 619-638-8559 is the number. KRPRadioShow.com is the website. If you're on Facebook, hit us up, Facebook.com, backslash KRP Radio Show, WMMG, home of the KRP Radio Show. I, I, I think we do have a voice. Hey, Lenny, uh, just real quick, I'm, I'm going to go to a couple of callers. I, I have about 30 on here, and uh, I'm going to try to get okay. a couple that's been on here for a very long time. Um, I got an unknown caller. We don't have an area code for you, but caller, you on the air with uh, Pudgy and Lenny. Okay, we're going to another caller here. We're going to go to a caller out at the 843, uh, last three digits, 112. Caller, you are on the air, 712. I apologize. Uh, Lenny, it's your Southern Belle here down in Beaufort, South Carolina. <laughs> how are you doing today, Anna? Hopefully I'll be getting down to Beaufort, South Carolina on the Tea Party Express. Plus, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine, and I did. I put a label on the box to mail up to your wife, Lanny. It's on the box, and actually there's two jars. There's not just uh, the peach butter, but I put also mint jelly in there for you, too. Well, she has a wonderful food. Come on, we're going to enjoy that. Oh, yeah, well, you can, you got to understand, Pudgy, you know, we, we, we make sure that we make friends all across the nation. The good reason for that is because you get care packages from the great folks down south, the great folks down in South Carolina. Well, let me introduce myself. I'm Annie. I'm Southern Sense here on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm also the founder for the Buford Tea Party and Webmaster. Beautiful. Here Glad in South Carolina. Glad to have you on the show. Glad to have you. Now, Lenny, I, I was listening to you, and I was glad that you were telling about the uh, thing with McDonald's because Lenny had been on my show previously. I think it was just a couple of days after you had uh, you and WVON had split. Yeah, and um, it, it is a very, very powerful story. And what I find amazing is, is as things happen in the news and everything else, more and more conservatives are coming out of the woodwork of all different backgrounds, be they Asian, black, Hispanic. People that were afraid to speak in the past are now stepping forward. Before, they always considered it was just the white old man's movement, and it's not. And people such as you, Pudgy, and uh, Lenny, and um, 
Dr. C. Jones and so on and so forth are coming out. And a friend of mine went up on Facebook today uh, and she turned around and she said, some guy walked up to her and said, are you really a black female conservative? <laughs> she goes, no, I was made by Mattel. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> so, Lenny, you're made by Mattel, but I hope you're not made in China. <laughs> I think I'm made in America. I'm pretty certain about that one. That's for sure. <laughs> right here in America. <laughs> So actually, I really look forward to you. I hope you really do get that seat on the TP Express because uh, I'm working on the flyers and everything else for that right now, and we've got everything going on for you here. It's going to be an absolute fantastic rally when you come here September 10th. Yep, tell tell us about the September 10th rally, if you don't mind, real quick for a second. Uh, well, uh, Tea Party Express has had a rally in the past with us back in uh, November at, um, a year ago or so. And now they contacted me to do another one, and I hooked up with the Bluffton Tea Party. Beaufort County has three areas, Hilton Head, Bluffton, and northern Beaufort County. I reached out to Bluffton to try to increase the crowd because it's en route going down I-95 where you need to go, Lenny, to go down to Tampa for the presidential uh, debate two days later. And we're going to have a fantastic rally at 12 o'clock involving these two tea parties. Um, Lenny's going to be there. There's going to be, uh, I'm sure, Lloyd Marcus is going to be on the bus with you. And Lloyd, is he's a pisser. He is an absolute pisser. Uh, fantastic musician. And he's got a, an interesting background, too, just like you, Lenny. Um, it's going to be an absolutely awesome, awesome rally. Great. It, it well, sounds I'm beautiful. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to us getting through these negotiations, and hopefully I have an opportunity to be on the bus. I have an opportunity to speak there, and I'll be able to do some things for TV as well. So, Annie, thanks for giving us a call. I, I appreciate hearing from you again. You know I'll catch up to you soon. Yeah, and don't forget, I put up, I, I gave you the video from when you did our Tea Party speech here a year ago uh, with uh, Judge Murray Silver. And that was a great, he's a great guy as well. So I'm looking forward, we'll, we'll have to make sure we get that back out there so people can have an opportunity to check that out. Fantastic. Love you, Lenny, and give my love to your wife, too. I will love you, too. You take care of yourself. I'll see you soon, hopefully, all right? All right. Look forward to it. Thanks, Annie. Right. That's, that's Annie from uh, Southern Bell Tea Party, if I'm not mistaken. Is that is that correct, Lenny? Southern Sense, and she is from the Buford Tea Party down in Buford, South Carolina, where we're going to, if I'm on the Tea Party Express, I will be stopping through there September 10th. Great. Hope, hope to hear from Annie later. B.I.G. in my book, you know, for hitting us up on the show and also dropping a couple, giving us about, you know, an event that's coming up real soon. Lenny, man, you know, you've been a busy guy, man. And, you know, we've talked about a few things, you know, off the air real real brief. And I've seen some things that's been going on with you. But let me ask you, man, from, from a regular standpoint, because there's a lot of people out there who care, I think, right? But folks don't know how to get involved. And there are a lot of folks that are that are that are truly scared to get involved from from you know what I gather you know when I talk to people I ask them what are you doing in your own community because you know folks are frightened about the you know the actions that are come that will come back against them when they finally speak out or how they're going to be viewed. What kind of advice do you have for for folks that want to get involved but just don't know how? Research online. Make sure they're learning about the issues. As they learn about the issues, they'll have an opportunity to hone their position, and then from there their research will lead them to people that have a like-mindedness with them. And then from there, 
love liberty, love life more than you love the things in your life. That's really key. I mean, we as Americans love the things in our life more than we love life. We take too many liberties for granted, and we take each other for granted. At some point in time, once you get involved, the view of the world is going to change. Don't be afraid of that. Your value system is going to change once you get involved. Don't be afraid of that. Embrace it. Pay attention to it. Learn from everybody around you, even those that you perceive as being your enemies. They can teach you things. Maybe there are things that you'll never follow, but they can teach you things. And as we move forward in this development through these hard times in America, it is absolutely critical and vital for us to learn from as many sources as possible so that as we're honing down our strategies to improve our communities, to improve our nation, we're in a position to pay attention, to implement, to apply, and subsequently progress through to where we're trying to get to. I mean, there it is right there, folks. I mean, frankly, I think all you have to do is open your mouth. You know, frankly, I, I think that if you make a new relationship with the friend next to you, start talking about the issues, start talking about how you feel about things, you'll come to find out that a lot of people are willing to do something, uh, you know, whether it's write a letter or make a phone call. But I think folks are willing to do something. And it's time that we all get involved and that we all start doing something, man, in the name of Christ and in the name of our community. You know, we need to stand up for what's right, regardless of how we're being viewed or how folks look at us. I, I think it's very important that we do that. And I commend you, my brother, for doing that. My, my Frederick Douglass brother, and my, my conservative brother and my brother in Christ, man, I, re- I really appreciate all you do. I, I promise I do. Pudgy, I appreciate it very, very much. I, you know, Anybody that wants to continue to get in touch with me, they can find me on Facebook. They can find me on Twitter at L-E-N-N-Y-H-H-R. They can find me on Facebook. You know, If they want to, I'm actually we're going to republish a second edition of Diary of a Mad Black PYC, Proud Young mm-hmm. Conservative. We're to be presented the same. We're going to put that on Amazon. We'll be having that available hopefully by the end of August. So um, go check that out as well. And if you get a chance to catch me on the Tea Party Express tour, if we get everything worked out, I'll sign the book. I'll take a picture with you. And I will mostly encourage you to get involved in your community in order to help take back America for all Americans and, and really get back to being a united state of America. Team information is a cognitive learner, except instead of a book, it were presented through a screen, it were presented with music, then those learners could perform just as well on any examination if it were presented to them, once again, on an ocean front, as opposed to a trash can top. Yeah, I agree. With, I do agree with that, too. And wow. I think the result is our children become frustrated, um, and... You add to that the challenges that they face within their homes. As you said, most of our children are carrying the weight of the world, and it seems, if not the weight of the world, the weight of the universe on their shoulders. And I think the combination of being frustrated as a result of the difficulties in home life and then attending a school in which there is no sensitivity to their learning style and in which the curriculum fails to maximize the creative potential from different subjects, it all results in very low retention, and we lose students who otherwise um, would be great contributors to our society. Are, are we failing our kids, though, as adults right now by not I, – I don't think we're active enough as parents. I, I think we're vocal. I think we're more vocal than we have been in some years at, at this point, um, but I don't believe we're vocal enough towards or 
to the educational system. I don't think we're vocal enough to our senators. I don't think we're vocal enough in our communities. Um, are we failing our kids by watching this and just making a, a sly comment? And if we are, you know, what could we do if you have some ideas? I think we are inadvertent. I think it's an inadvertent failure. I don't think we are intentionally surrendering and throwing up our hands. I would say 99% of parents and guardians that I have met want the best for their kids. Mm -hmm. That's why they work not one but two jobs, in some cases three jobs. That's why they are doing everything they can to provide for their families. At the same time, when resources and certain knowledge um, has not been presented to our communities, then what else can we do? So the question is a matter of, I think if the failure is to be placed anywhere, the failure is to be placed with a majority of our so-called leadership. Mm -hmm. I think we are at a place in which there needs to be a serious tectonic shift in our leadership. Many people have held positions for so long that they have outlived their usefulness in that position. And they have as administrators or office holders in many instances, they have been there for so long that they have just concretized. They are not interested in doing anything in many in many instances except drawing a paycheck and recycling the same rhetoric about why things are so difficult. And to give you a, a great example, how, how often do we see school board members take a walk through the neighborhoods where a majority mm-hmm. in a certain school system live? Mm-hmm. I've often said to school board members, how can you expect to understand the lives of the students and you've never been to their neighborhood? Hmm. And if it were up to me, you wouldn't be allowed to hold office locally unless you commit to at least once a month visiting people where they live. As as a pastor, I make it a point, and increasingly in my ministry, and I often pray and I ask God for strength to do this, and it's what I desire to do, I would like to take at least one day a week, and I try to take at least a few hours a week where I simply walk around to find out what's happening. (laughs) Because parents know what's happening. The people know what's happening. So I would say in terms of failure, the failure would be with our leadership for not listening to the people. And more importantly, not hearing the people. And not walking shoulder to shoulder with the people. Um, In the same way, I think that there is responsibility that must be placed on leaders of our households whenever they don't hold leaders accountable and commit themselves to replacing those leaders who are not holding up their end of the bargain. Um, It's going to take a collective effort in that it will be a combination of parents and religious leaders and office holders working together. But until there is a revolution of leadership on all levels, and until we have young people themselves who refuse, to accept substandard treatment, then I don't see anything changing. Um, The youth have an incredible amount of power, but it is as if they've been deadened to the reality of their own potential. Mm -hmm. I think a a lot of that is is children are raising children today. I mean, they're having, at at an average on 15 years of age, kids are having babies in North Carolina. (laughs) And, uh, man... How how does it? I'm thinking back to when I was 15, and man, I was a I was a pretty out there, outspoken, done a whole lot more than I should have done at 15 years old. And there's no way I could have raised a child, no way possible I could have raised a child 
the way that child should have been. I could have took care of a child the way the child should have been taken care of because there was a lot of things that I had to learn. And um, I don't know, man. It, it, it bothers me so much. And what you said about walking through the neighborhood, you know, I went on Facebook, and, and I was really thinking about that one day. It, it was weighing on my spirit pretty heavy. And I'm going, you know, hey, these candidates are always around. You know, they're kissing babies, you know, for a figure of speech. They're kissing babies and knocking on doors when it's campaign time or when it's voting season. But where are they now? You know, where are they right now, this minute? Where are these candidates at? I said, man, you know what? I'm going to run for something. I don't know. I'm going to run for something just to even get in the way. I don't care if I run just, just to, to talk junk and, and <laughs> maybe make somebody, you know, maybe make them get on their bike and ride through the neighborhoods or even come back home. You know, you got to come back home. When people are being in the first district, for example, look at this uh, this electric electrician. Um, man, I can't even think of the, the grid, the electrical grid where the power companies formed this union that was not needed, I might add, when they formed this union, and now they owe all this money. And it was really, the citizens are paying for it. Yeah. You know, the power bills are, are crazy. People ha are having to make payments on their power bill. I mean, and what's that about? You know, where are the senators, where are they talking, Where are they knocking on doors, are they holding forums saying, listen, people, here's what happened. Majority of the Majority of the community do not understand why they have to pay this amount of money for the utility bill. They have no clue why. And I think that's a failure on our leaders, as you said before. I think it's a failure on our leaders, and that's a piss-poor failure, if I might add. Yeah. Um, and you know, I would even go as far as to say, um, whenever I ran for office, many people wondered if I was too young because I was 32. Mm -hmm. Our Constitution says as soon as a citizen of our country... Um, as long as that person has been a citizen for at least seven years, uh -huh. is 25 years of age, can seek to be elected to the United States House of Representatives. That's right. I would, and I would like to see a generation of high school students who start preparing as early as their freshman year in high school wow. to run for Congress when they turn 25. Mm. Because I argue until we have some 25, 26, 27, and 28-year-old congressmen and congresswomen who understand exactly what it means to have to pay um, an exorbitant bill to electric electric cities in Wilson County yeah. or who have to pay um, a ridiculously high bill, whether they live in Roanoke Rapids or Halifax or Weldon. Um, when I was campaigning throughout Weldon, when I was campaigning throughout Halifax County, there were people who over a course of two months had gone from paying $200 a month to 400 and having mm -hmm. to pay the 400 because they had children, which means that we are now living in a corporatist system. Of course, I'm a I'm in favor of capitalism, but not corporatism. That's and right. There's a huge difference between the two. Yes, they are. <laughs> and we are now finding ourselves in the clutches of corporatism, in which we have individuals who don't mind if we live or die, as long as they can find a way to make that dollar or make that euro, which is even more frightening because now um, our federal government, to a certain extent, is becoming a post-partisan corporation. So, <laughs> and and it's becoming a post-partisan corporation. It's being controlled by transnational interests. That's right. And those interests are crushing individuals like you and I who live here in eastern North Carolina. And I'm upset that we still don't have a champion. We certainly don't have a congressional champion. And no. as far as I'm concerned, we don't have a senatorial champion um, who speaks for persons who live east of 95 to address the issues that the nearly 700,000 people who live in the first district, for instance, um, are experiencing. We still don't have that champion. Um, we have a corporate 
Um, I, I do agree we have a corpus. We don't have a champion. Wow. You know, it, to me it seems like folks get elected and, and they disappear almost. They do. You know, they and, do. And, and, and I saw a quote and, and I was reading something. And, I, and I, listen, I, I know, I'll say I know of G.K. Butterfield and uh, and I know of his family. I, I'm, I'm, I'm real good friends with one of his daughters. I know his other daughter pretty well. I, I know his ex-wife. I don't know his current wife. So I'm not picking on that man. But I will be the first person to say, and I hope the soundbite gets out, I'm from born and raised in Wilson, North Carolina. Left some years, came back. It is what it is. I know that community like the back of my hand, and the people there love me, and I love those people. So I feel like I can speak for those people. You have dropped the ball, sir. You have <laughs> dropped the ball. You lived in that community. You were a judge in that community, and you have dropped the ball. No one knows where you are. And, and, and what I'm referring to is that he said, you know, with, with the Tucson tragedy, um, he was saying that, you know, I, I, I kind of fear for my life. You know, they know I live in this community, and, and people know where I shop. And where I live and where I where I go to church, man, nobody knows where you live. No one sees you. You know, that was interesting. Can't... And um and not not to interrupt you, but in him saying that and I, I did not know that he made that, that statement. Yeah, cool. Um, but but just but but just to open this up, um, I will say that there was an incident during the general election in which he did call the police on one certain gentleman. Um, anyone who looks this up online um, can can easily find this information. However, the same incident, I'm sure, um, by proxy that he may be referring to, the same gentleman and some of those same individuals um, first pursued me when I was a primary candidate. Mm. Um, and so in, in that sense, and there are many people, many of my supporters can bear witness to this, so I, I had no idea that, that the congressman did make that comment. And I, abs I absolutely have no doubt that in some shape, form, or fashion, his life either um, had been or, and he would know better than us, um, sure. as to whether or not his life is in jeopardy. I would certainly hope not. But in the same way, I can certainly say, and this, is, this much is record, um, with regards to one unfortunate situation, the congressman and I have share something in common, and that to mm -hmm. a certain extent we were both being... Um, targeted to a certain extent by by the same element. And I, I do think that that's quite unfortunate because as much as I believe that we need a revolution, which we do, um, the moment in which we abdicate our responsibility to be constructive citizens and the moment in which we engage in the use of physical weapons, to, to paraphrase Dr. King, who said we must gird on the ammunition of love, that's right. that it will not be physical weapons that deliver us, but we must gird on the ammunition of love. The moment that we as a society devalue to that point and devolve to that point in which we engage in violence, um, I think is, is a very sad day, simply because we have children who are already living in the midst of violence. Sure. And the moment in which our children cannot look to us as being arbiters of a more excellent way, and the moment that we have representatives um, I may not agree with Congressman Butterfield's politics, but in the same way as you spoke of knowing him, um, I'm very happy to say that he and I have many of the same acquaintances. Mm -hmm. I, I would hope and pray that that certainly no sane person or any remotely sane person would believe that violence and engaging in violent or threatening acts 
as a means through which we're going to make of this nation the nation that we're destined to be, that we should be. And certainly we will not become the people that God has called us to be by engaging um, in, such, um, in such behavior. And so to that extent, I will say, um, for as much as I disagree with the congressman on his politics, um, in terms of his personhood, I have found him personally um, to be a man of respect and to be a man of, of, of high regard and esteem. And Absolutely. he and I, unfortunately, as I said, share um, in common at least one particular individual who, for whatever reason, um, though this person claimed under his Second Amendment right this was the means through which um, he chose <laughs> to open carry a weapon. However, um, I was glad to see that Congressman Butterfield called the police on this individual. And mm -hmm. honestly, during my time as a candidate, um, looking back on it, I was very upset that there was someone who thought either as a means of a joke or making some type of point um, that it was proper, not on one, not on two, but on three occasions, um, to appear within close proximity to me with a firearm during a political event. Um, so wow. I didn't mean to go off on that tangent, but that was something oh, I never hard. had a chance to address. I understand that's our that's Second Amendment rights. I understand the importance of bearing arms. I'm a card-carrying member of the NRA. At the same time, I understand that when you appear at a political rally with a firearm and you have made it known that you are opposed to a certain candidate, there's a cause for concern. And I found um, what I had to endure in those three occasions and, unfortunately, what our congressman to be most distasteful. Um, and as I said, I, I did not mean to be tangential, well, all you but folks out there. particularly in light of what happened to Representative Giffords, um, that did trouble me, and that was my first thought. And I was at least Absolutely. glad to see. If I don't ever agree with Congressman Butterfield on anything, um, that might be the, the first and only thing I've agreed with him on, that he yeah. was well within his rights to call the authorities and to call law enforcement in the face of that situation. You who have these ulterior motives that like to take advantage of people who just want to do right, that's for you. Shout out for listening to the KRP Radio Show, man. We'll catch you guys next week. Same time, same place. I appreciate everybody out there for showing us some love. You are B-I-G in my book, and we'll catch you guys next week, man. Don't forget, 8 o'clock, and if you missed the first half of the show, don't forget you can check us out at krpradioshow.com in about one hour. We'll get a whole replay. You guys will get to listen to the show all over again. So definitely, definitely let folks know. Retweet us. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. We're all over the place. Thanks for the support, and I appreciate you guys. Maybe by next week we'll be at 9 million, baby. Let's go. Catch you guys next week. K-I-R-P. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real Pony gon' recognize, still, still recognize with Like we always do with this time I go for mine, I get to shine I know you're here